Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Romans. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 33, and follow along while I read. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given him a gift that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In the last episode, I covered verses 33 through 36 of chapter 11, where Paul declares that God is all-powerful and all-knowing. But I wanted to reread those verses so that we would understand the transition he's making at the beginning of chapter 12. He says because of this, he was begging his brothers to present themselves as living sacrifices and allow themselves to be transformed. Paul has dealt with the idea of Christians dying to self in Romans chapter 6, how we share in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as we surrender our life and our will to the will of the Father. Paul says that this kind of sacrifice or death to self is reasonable. It's the only thing that makes sense when you think of all the mercy that God has shown us, when you think of all that God has done in history, and you think of all the power that he possesses, it only makes sense that we would surrender ourselves to him. He's smarter than us. He's more powerful than us. He knows the outcome of things far better than us. And so it only makes sense to let him have control of our decision-making. It's not only reasonable, it's spiritual. And this is in contrast to Paul's discussion of the flesh throughout his writings, where he talks about giving in to our physical desires. This sacrifice that we're making is a spiritual service. It's preoccupied with our inner person and allowing God to do what is best for it. But Paul also says that this is an act of worship. Worship is a word that means to assign value or worth. When we worship God. We're telling him how much he means to us. And there are a variety of ways that we can do that. We can certainly do that with our mouths. But Paul here says in giving our whole life to God, we are showing God what he means to us, how valuable he is to us. And if we withhold any part of ourselves from him, it diminishes his value. It says that he's not worth giving ourselves totally for that some of our own instincts or desires are more important than God, and so we hang on to those. And Paul lets us know that this kind of giving of self, this total surrender to God, this death to self, results in a renewal. 
In the same way that Jesus was raised in new life, in the same way that Paul described us being raised to new life in Romans chapter 6, he's talking here about the renewal that happens when we give ourselves totally to God. There's a famous quote that says, ruin is the road to transformation. It's when we are at our lowest points that we can be built back up into something brand new. Sometimes the vulnerability of giving ourselves totally to God frightens us because we're not sure what will be rebuilt in its place. And there are things that we may enjoy or want to hang on to in our old self. But according to Paul here, if we are going to experience this transformation, we've got to start thinking about things differently. We've got to see the world and our circumstances the way that God does and allow him to guide us through them. Some of us may find this difficult to wrap our head around, but the reality is we can choose our thoughts the way we choose our clothes. We can decide what we think about things. We can train and condition ourselves to respond to things in godly ways rather than by our own sinful instincts. This happens in our surrender to God as we give him the power and control, as we start to see things the way he describes them and respond to them the way that he's asked us to. As we see the benefit in doing it his way, we grow in our faith. But we're told throughout Scripture that we need to exercise the self-discipline that God has blessed us with to keep a firm grip on our thoughts so that we continue to think about things the way God wants us to and allow that to affect our actions and in so doing become the people that God wants us to be. And then Paul lets us know that this sacrifice and then renewal will lead to a better ability to discern what the will of God is. The more that we practice God's will, the more that we practice our surrender to him, the better we can anticipate what God will want from us in a given situation. That ability to know the right thing to do, the good, acceptable, and perfect thing that God wants us to do, is developed through the power of right habits, the results of sometimes years of training and experience or developing our character. God has promised to walk us through that. Ancient writers had a word for this. It was virtue. Virtue is what happens when someone has made a thousand small choices requiring effort and concentration to something which is good and right but doesn't come naturally. But then on that 1,000 and first time, when it really matters, they find that they do it automatically. It's become a part of them. This developing of virtue or this discernment of what's good and right in any given situation, it's something that's provided to us by God. Oftentimes, we're guilty of thinking that we have to develop this ourselves, and use it as a way to prove to God that we're worthy of being saved. But Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through a knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence. Everything that we need to be godly, to have virtue, to experience life the way God wants us to, has been provided by God. And what Paul has said in these first two verses of Romans chapter 12 is that it's attained when we surrender our will to God's will, when we sacrifice our lives for him, 
and allow him to renew us by changing the way that we think and view the world around us. When we struggle in our circumstances to understand what is good, acceptable, and perfect, it may be because there are aspects of our life we've not surrendered to God. There are ways in which we're not willing to follow his guidance. There's advice that he's given us that we absolutely reject. And Paul would say to us, that makes no sense. The only reasonable response to our God is to give ourselves as living sacrifices. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.